We get taxed so many different ways, so many different ways. We're going to talk about capital gains tax. Hey guys, it's Eric Powers with you from Sky Blue Wealth once again, and hopefully everything is going pretty smooth in your neck of the woods. Today, I want to discuss capital gains tax with you. This tax gets a lot of news coverage and gets even more when the Biden administration began in 2021. The talk of rising capital gains tax and removing any of the benefits will always cause a stir. So we'll get into where the policy change stands now and how it may have evolved. And we'll break down how you can use the good old IRS's rules to take advantage so that you can save money on your taxes. We call it tax avoidance, the legal version that won't put you behind bars. Why pay more if you don't have to? You won't believe how big a difference small details can make when it comes to how much you get taxed on assets that you sell for a profit. So please tap that follow button and make sure that you subscribe to the show and let's get going with this episode. So for whatever reason, the capital gain tax usually gets lumped in with only real estate profits, likely because most Americans learn about this tax when they sell their first home. But the capital gains tax affects other assets too. The term covers gains on assets that you sell. It's all about capital and doesn't only involve plots of land or homes. The capital gains tax is the levy on the profit from an investment that's incurred when an investment is sold. Capital gains tax apply only to capital assets, which includes stocks, bonds, jewelry, coin collections, and real estate. We'll take a look at how some of these assets are taxed a little differently than others in just one minute. But just know that the capital gains tax can be a short-term or a long-term capital gain. Mostly, the term is used for long-term capital gains, though. So when you sell a house or cash in Apple or Ford stock after 10 to 15 years, let's say, for assets you have held for a year or more, you'll owe long-term capital gains tax, which is to your advantage. Short-term capital gains is not to your advantage and is on assets held less than one year. The idea is that the tax law gives Americans the incentive to invest for a long haul instead of doing things like day trading, which can cost you big time in general and in taxes, especially if you're in a high tax bracket because the gains will be treated like your paycheck with no savings. How big of a deal is it? Well, depending upon your tax filing status, you may not owe anything at all after you sell an asset. If you're single and sell off bonds and profit less than $41,675, you don't owe any capital gains tax. If, if, if you held the assets over a year, and you need to be certain that is the case because there are many times where investors sell off stock or real estate, let's say that they only held for 362 days. And that trade date of that stock may have been technically different than you thought and you got slammed with short-term capital gains tax. No good, folks. Of course, making major moves like that if you have a qualified CPA on your speed dial should be covered. A solid financial advisor should be keeping you on the lookout for those gotchas too. Another basic but key point on capital gains tax is the word realized, referring to when gains actually happen are realized. If you have 10 shares of BlackBerry stock, my condolences, kidding, of course, if you have those 10 shares of stock and profited about $100 each, you wouldn't owe any tax on those yearly returns. Whatever the value at that time of the sale minus the original amount that you had paid, that would be your profit. That's your return. 
and that's the amount that you will have to pay capital gains tax on. Same thing with mutual funds or IRA. If you keep retirement accounts for 30 years, you only pay tax on what it is that you're starting to withdraw, unless it's a Roth IRA, which is tax-free when you withdraw because it's taxed as the deposit when you make it into the account. Uncle Sam always gets his share, regardless. You just gotta know what you're willing to give him and the rules as far as how you can give him less. It's your job to make sure he isn't getting both or getting extra shares of your return. Yes, playing by the rules while still using the rules to keep your savings where they belong with you and your spouse. Now in 2022, there's been talk of a tax on billionaires. It evolved maybe from increased capital gain tax proposals that failed to happen. So this billionaire tax would theoretically tax them on unrealized capital gains tax. That's about as complicated as Elon Musk's space program. And look, billionaires are an easy target, especially when it might look like they're using loopholes to avoid paying their fair tax amounts. But it's hard to imagine how it could be fair to tax somebody on money that they haven't technically touched yet. If it's still locked inside of a stock market or invested in 10 acres of land that doubled in value, that money is not liquid. What if you tax them this year on part of the so-called gains and then the value drops by 23% the next year? Seems like a confusing way to go about things. And that's one thing the IRS is really good at, confusion. We're gonna do a quick backtrack as we're talking about yearly gains not being taxed as they're built up only taxed when you sell an asset. Remember, those are capital assets that you get to choose when you sell them. And if they're longer than a year, you get a preferred rate. It's different with dividends. Dividends are taxed at ordinary income tax rates for taxpayers who are in the 15% tax bracket. Again, unless you wanna learn about tax law in the books, there's always a good CPA. Fun fact about certified public accountants, Bubblegum was reportedly invented in 1926 by Walter Dimer, a 23-year-old accountant for the Fleer Corporation, and New York gave him the first CPA exam in 1896. And by the way, you have to stay on top of your dividend payments because some companies pay them quarterly, while others pay them annually, and a few pay them monthly. It's all about the details, whether you want to reduce your taxes or maximize your investments. And reduce taxes is a step towards maximizing those investments, of course. I've got some more details to note on capital gains. Not all assets get treated the same by Uncle Sam and the IRS. Gains on collectibles get smacked with a 28% capital gain tax rate. This includes art, and antiques and jewelry and precious metals and a stamp collection. This 28% is the same regardless of your income bracket. Those people earning less income get taxed at that lofty rate and so do those who make a lot of money. You can make $5 million a year and that rate doesn't go up as a result, but that could change too. You gotta keep track of the tax rule changes because they will change sooner or later. And like I mentioned earlier, making a profit off selling your personal residence is when most Americans first encounter capital gains tax, but rarely have to pay them. And why? The leaders want to promote buying homes. So a different standard applies to real estate capital gains if you're selling your principal residence. And here's how that works. 
$250,000 of an individual's capital gain on the sale of their home is excluded from the taxable income. $500,000 for those who are married filing joint. The timeline here is not one year though, like the stocks and bonds and investment real estate that you bought. With a personal residence, you must have lived in the home for more than two out of the last five years to exclude that gain from your taxes. I know folks who do this somewhat regularly every couple of years, you know, so long as they meet the guidelines, they'll move from one place to another. Usually they're just a couple, not an entire family, and they don't have a lot of furniture. But they know the tax rules and they make sure that they're going to take advantage of them as they exist. But then there are some who understand pieces of the rule and they want to move prior to the two years. I'll share an example of a young couple who bought a house in 2021 and then they shortly thereafter sold it for $80,000, a nice profit. They planned to move into the relative's basement for a while until the market cooled off and then they could find another deal. They didn't live in the home for two years so they didn't get that capital gain break but they were fairly sure that their home was in the pinnacle value, so they pulled the trigger to get as much as they could. Probably wise, but they ended up buying another home in months, much bigger, so they didn't save on taxes and bought again while the market was actually still very hot. You can't fault this young couple at all though, right? Life happens and we try to do the right thing at the right time, and a basement just wasn't a fit. They couldn't make it work even for a short period of time. So the point is, building wealth is a lifetime challenge. And you'll have some big wins, maybe like an $80,000 profit, but you have to also consider how much of that profit you get to keep free from the tax man. All right, here's some more capital gains knowledge that may save you some money down the line. There's a sneaky 3.8% bonus tax that can hit you if you're in the super high tax bracket. You know, computer programmers or doctors or Nigerian princes. Yep, this extra tax can be added to even capital gains tax. Who gets hit by this additional 3.8%? Married couples earning $250,000 and filing joint or surviving spouse? Then let's see, singles and head of households making $200,000. Lastly, those who are making $125,000 who are married but filing separate. Oftentimes making those types of salaries are close to retirement age for most people. And if that's you, there's another point to keep in mind. Selling profitable assets before you stop working can cost you more in capital gains tax. Because remember, your capital gains tax bracket is determined by your income. So if you're earning $200,000 this year, but will stop working in 30 days, think how that will impact the tax you owe when you sell off your stocks, bonds, or real estate, or your million dollar Elvis stamp collection. Timing is everything, especially with large investments and during big events like retirement. Okay, I'm about to recap, but I found this tax breakdown interesting as I was going over this week's material. So according to taxfoundation.org, the government collects taxes in the following percentages. Individuals, 41.4% of revenue comes from individuals. Social insurance tax is almost one quarter. It's 24.8%. Consumption tax, 16.9%. Property tax is only 11.9%. Corporate tax is only 5.1%. And the other category is 0.1%. So if you did the math with me there, there's actually still 0.01 missing. 
It's not a shocker. We're talking U.S. taxes here, folks. Things don't always add up. All right. Let's do a quick recap. Capital gains tax is the tax on profits from an investment. You don't pay it until the investment is sold, however. Your income bracket can affect your capital gains tax bracket. Timing is crucial when it comes to taxes, especially with capital gains. Retirement dates, other life events, and dates of asset purchases and sales. Dividends don't benefit from capital gains tax rates or tax savings. They are treated as income. Not all capital assets have the same capital gains tax rate. As an example, personal homes versus rental homes versus valuable collections and those kinds of examples. And remember that tax laws do change, so be sure that you've got a good advisor or that you are on top of what it is you need to know before you sell. Wealthier investors can get hit with an extra 3.8% tax even on investment profits. So if you've got any further capital gains tax concerns, please get in touch with me today. No time like the present to take a look at how taxes and market changes may affect your retirement plans. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. I'm Eric Powers with Sky Blue Wealth, and I'll talk to you soon. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor.